Hey church, it's Imani, and we want to welcome you to the Vibe Church podcast. We are in vision season, and this Sunday, Pastor Kira Smallcomb kicked off our new series, Glorious Church, with a message called The Power of Agreement. What is the sound that your life is emitting? The evidence of agreement is action. The sound of agreement is amen. Get ready for the powerful word. Here's Pastor Kira with The Power of Agreement. Okay, so Jonathan and his armour bearer, 1 Samuel chapter 14, go there, find it as quick as you can. One champ, of course you are, top of the class, straight A student at the front here, Pastor Adam. Okay, <laughs> you're such a show off, I love it. Okay, you're my favourite. Okay, you there? I'm, I'm, late. I'm, I'm waiting for you. Okay, awesome. Are you there? I can't hear you. Are you there? I'm with my church, I can't hear you. Oh, there we go. All right, okay. Chapter 14, verse one, it says, one day. I wanna pause there for a second because one day, you know, at the beginning of this day, nothing about this day indicated it was gonna be a remarkable day for Jonathan. But one day, one day when God's in that day with you can become the most spectacular day ever. And I gotta tell you, maybe it's not this day for you, maybe it's tomorrow, but the days ahead are full of hope and purpose because one day with our great God in our corner is amazing. And so he says, one day Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his young armour bearer, come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul was staying on the outskirts of Gabeah under a pomegranate tree in Migron. With him were about 600 men, among whom was Ahijah, who was wearing an ephod. He was a son of Ichabod's brother, Ahitub, son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh. No one was aware that Jonathan had left. On each side of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine outpost was a cliff. One was called Bozes and the other Senna. One cliff stood on the north towards Michmash and the other on the other side on the south it was towards Geba. Jonathan said to his young armour bearer, come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. And here is his armour bearer's response. Do all that you have in mind. His armour bearer said, go ahead. I am with you, heart and soul. So Jonathan said, come on, let's go up. We'll cross over towards them and let us, we'll let them see us. And so if they say to us, wait there until we come to you, we will stay where we are and not go up to them. He's got a strategy plan. And he says, but if they say, come up to us, we will climb up because that will be our sign that the Lord has given them into our hands. And so both of them show themselves to the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines, the Hebrews are crawling out of the holes they were hiding in. And the men of the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armour bearer, come up to us and we'll teach you a lesson. Oh, let me tell you, that was their famous last words. 
And so him and his armour bearer climb up. He said, climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. And so Jonathan climbed up using his hands and his feet and his armour bearer climbed right behind him. The Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armour bearer followed and killed from behind. In this attack alone, Jonathan and his armour bearer killed some 20 men in an area of about half an acre. Come on, who loves epic Bible stories like this today? I tell you, we're gonna come around this thing that is vision for our house and I have one assignment today. My assignment today is to get us as a global church vision ready. I've gotta get you ready to catch the vision. Pastor Adam's gonna release the vision next week and I have to get us into the posture of receivers today. I don't know about you, but football season's just started. So I'm not even gonna begin to think like I know anything about football, okay? But I know that the receiver anticipates. If you're a wide receiver, you're anticipating the catch. You are looking for it to come your way because you understand that the realisation of the potential of that pass that the quarterback is making to you is in your hands. Next week, the vision is gonna be launched out to us as a church and the potential of this vision rests in our church to catch the vision, to draw it in close, to hold it and protect it and then run with it together. And so I'm going to get you ready today. Quarterback and the receiver. Let me tell you, they had agreement. And so I've entitled this message today, The Power of Agreement. So nudge the person next to you, say the power of agreement or or elbow bump them, you know, in your six feet space apart. And I'm gonna let the worship team go because you're amazing. Um, And uh, we're gonna come around the word today. Yeah, you can take your seat. Um, We're gonna come around the word today, but I wanna um, make an observation with you today because I have entitled this message, The Power of Agreement, but we can't go straight to agreement. We have to talk about disagreement first. And so I find, and this is just an observation of mine, but that disagreement doesn't always look like disagreement. Okay, sometimes we think that disagreement looks like, you know, an argument. It looks like we've had an outfalling. It looks like words have been exchanged and there has been a fallout, that that is what disagreement is. I gave you a piece of my mind and you didn't receive it and there was hostility. But I would say to you today that what if disagreement just looks like a lack of correspondence? What if disagreement just looks a little bit more like apathy? Because what we've just seen in Saul and his men is that they were just standing around doing nothing. They were apathetic. Their lack of agreement had caused them to be ineffective in the fight. And I wonder today if the evidence of agreement is actually action. If I really agree with you, uh, you're gonna see some action on the other side of that. That agreement isn't passive, agreement participates. Agreement gets into the game with you. And so we've got Jonathan and we've got his armour bearer and throughout Scripture, this has got to be one of the most potent examples of the power of agreement. 
where two of them come together in heart and soul. They agree that they're gonna go on a mission together. And let me tell you, on the other side of that heart and soul commitment and that agreement that they made is great victory. And so so I wanna talk about that today because I wanna ask you, Vive Church, what if the great victories that we see or will see in our lifetime really start in the arena of agreement? Like what if it is as simple as starting with a yes and amen? Or maybe are the victories that we never see because we never agree? There's always a choice. And you see next week, there's gonna be a choice that comes and it's being gonna be set before you. You're gonna be presented with a choice. And I wanna say to you today, you're gonna hear the vision, but the choice set before you, the question that you may ask yourself is, "Hmm, well, I wonder is this vision gonna come to pass? Well, like, will I wonder is God, can God do this? This seems like a big deal. Let me tell you, God can do it. God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could even ask or think, no matter how crazy this vision looks, God can do it. It will happen. That is not the question. The promises of God are yes and amen. The question is, are you gonna be a part of the victory? Are you gonna be a part of the army that you know goes after the glory of God? Are you gonna partake in it? Are you gonna connect your heart to it? Are you gonna part with some finances which are an expression of your heart? Are you going to put your soul, your hand into the vision? Are you going to make it happen? And so when we come around this, you know, idea of agreement, I, um, I think it's actually really funny. We just had Halloween yesterday. And um, I think what is on display uh, for me as the power of agreement is the families that can actually agree on a family costume and execute on it. You know, like we had princess unicorns of the universe in your house, Pastor Luke, and superheroes in your house, Pastor Vance. My family cannot get our agreement level on your level. We, we all have different movies that we like and nobody wanted to be Wonder Woman with me and Adam didn't want to be the pilot. I just, you know, he just wouldn't. He has to be the main shining role all the time. And so, but let me tell you, Sing of agreement. Let me tell you, 2020 has tested together. It's been really revealing. 2020 has shown us that actually, oh, we thought that we thought alike. We believed the same thing. We were aligned and everything has been tested in 2020. Together has been tested. We can't get together so easily. We can't, everything's so much harder. This whole idea of together, there's been this fight to stay together, this fight to be together. And I just think that we've had to get so creative and our church has done an amazing job of finding new methods and new ways to remain connected as a family. But what has been revealed to me more than ever is this thing of together. It's not something that is limited to a physical location. But what I guess 2020 has shown me is that togetherness is more about a heart location. It's like the location of one's heart 
What do you value? What are you passionate about? Who do you really care about? Who are you going to hang out with? What what barrier are you going to push beyond to be with the people who you are choosing to be with? It's this challenge of together. It's a heart location. It's less about a physical location. And I want to just highlight for you today that the enemy hates together. He hates together so much because he knows the power of together. We have Lucifer who was an archangel in heaven. He knows what it is to to know the power of together. He knows what it is to see the Godhead in motion. He knows what it is to fill the heavenlies with praise. He knows the potency and the power of togetherness and He hates togetherness. He does not want us to be together. He is the disruptor of together. He has implemented a lifelong tactic since the Garden of Eden. Eden, do you know his military tactic is to divide and conquer? And it's the same one he's been using forever and ever and ever. And why change it? Because it's so effective. It works. He just brings division. He brings division to Adam and Eve. You know, God created Adam and Eve. He put them in divine relationship with each other, that they would have purity and power and dominion together with God and with each other because God knew that we needed relationship. But the enemy comes into the garden and he seeds deception. He seeds division and he begins to divide and conquer. You see, because when we can get in an argument, when there is division, vision, then we start to sin. We get angry. We hate each other. There's discord, there's disunity. And so, and so, and then all of that plays into shame and separation from God. And let me tell you, His plan is so precise and it works more often than we would like it to. And I just want to open your eyes today, Vive Church, to the power of together so that you will not be blinded any longer to the plans of the enemy to keep you separated or to keep you dis connected or to keep you isolated or to keep you alone. Let me tell you, the enemy visited her when she was alone. She didn't have the guard of him with her. She didn't have the guard of another with her. And so he finds her. And you see, I just want to highlight this to us as a church because I don't want us to risk becoming casual about our togetherness. If you don't understand that there's a dark assignment against together, then you will just treat the gathering as casual. You will be apathetic about what it is that we are building and what it is that we are doing when you should be active about it. You will, we need to be triumphant in together. Our fight is to remain together. It is to advance together. And so our first agreement today is that we make an agreement with God. We've got to make an agreement to stay in alignment with God, to stay in step with what God has for our life. I've got to highlight Saul again because here we have Saul. And if you know the backstory, Saul is projecting a level of spirituality. He's got the priest and he's got the ephod and he's got the, the troops fasting when they're also fighting. It's crazy what he's doing, but he's this projection of spirituality. But really the glory is leaving him. And we see here that it's not, you know, his poor leadership has got nothing to do with his result of his personality traits. It's not like he's a number two, a helper when he should be a number three, you know, like Pastor Vance, an achiever. You know, it's got nothing to do with that. It's got everything to do with his decaying spiritual character. 
And I want to highlight something for you because what we do is often a direct result of our spiritual condition. And here he is. He has unbelief and he's impatient and he's about to execute on some disobedience and dishonesty. But right here in this story, we see Saul and he's sitting when he should actually be serving. He should be serving God and on mission. He should be serving the people, but he's sitting under a pomegranate tree and the mention of Ichabod seems absolutely unnecessary. Like why do we even need, what a weird name. You know, and that he's got a priest with him and his priest is named Ahijah and he's the nephew of Ichabod. Let me tell you, God is wanting to associate the meaning of his name here with where Saul is at spiritually. He's locating him spiritually for us right now. He's about to say his glory is almost gone. Saul is about to consult a witch. He's almost about to have suicide on the battlefield. The story doesn't end well for Saul. He has this this, uh, inappropriate perception and projection of spirituality, but the glory is departing from him. And I wanna pause here for a second because he's sitting, but the glory is moving. And you see, the glory is departing and that's what He's being associated with. The glory has departed because God is always moving. And here you have his son, Jonathan. And his son, Jonathan, he's already gone over to the Philistine garrison. He's already moving. Jonathan is with God. He's in step with God. He's not gonna miss a trick. Let me tell you, Jonathan has been sitting in his bed at night and he has been resting back and he has been dreaming and he is almost like offended and outraged at what he sees about these godless Philistines who are opposing the Israelites. Let me tell you, I think Jonathan was best friends with David because David did the same thing. He walks in and he's like, who are these, you know, undecadent Philistines who dare defy the armies of the living God? You know, and here is Jonathan and Jonathan's like, who are these people? Why is everybody standing around? Why does it seem like nobody's doing anything? Why does it seem so helpless? People are just waiting. They're just discouraged. They're hiding in holes. They're retreating. And I reckon he just laid awake at night and God would begin to replay to him the stories of those Bible stories that people had told him that have come from generations before. Maybe he was sitting there and he was thinking of Shemgar. Shemgar's the guy in Judges 3 where he takes a stick and he kills 600 Philistines with a sharp stick. I wonder if Jonathan was sitting there and he was like, well, God, you did it for Shemgar. Could you do it for me? You know, God, you've done victories before. I've seen what you did with Gideon. I've seen what you did with Samson. Oh God, you gave this land to us. You didn't give it to the Philistines. Oh God, you could do it through me. Oh God, maybe not, maybe now, maybe today. Why not through me? Vive Church, what are you, what fuels your faith? I wanna ask you what fuels your faith? What's the spark? What's igniting you? Do you have somebody that you look to that has a testimony of the way that God has moved? Because how we prepare for the future, how we prepare for vision is first by looking back before we begin to look forward. You see, we have to consider the ways that God has moved. Maybe you need to consider the testimonies that were on this stage last week, the way God has used these people 
Don't let the enemy twist it for you. Don't let the enemy just, you know, water down the testimony of somebody else. That's meant to be fuel to your fire. That is meant to inspire you. You're not meant to sit in your seat and be like, good for them. Oh, I'm so jealous. Envy is, is surging within you. No, no, no. That is meant to fuel you for the fight ahead. Where do you draw from? Maybe do you draw from your midweek's testimonies? Do you take from Bible stories? Do you even pick this thing up and read it? Of all the stories, the great men and women who saw God move. That's, that's where you draw from your testimony. And you draw from your own experience as well. You see, the challenge if for us is to challenge the thought, to take the testimony and challenge the thought that God is impotent or that God is not moving or that God is absent or that God is gonna use somebody else. No, God wants to use you. If He could use Samuel, if He could use Jonathan, if He can use Gideon, if He can use all those people, then He can use you today. I don't want you to miss the fact that God wants you to use you in this vision. In 2020, Vive Church, God's going to show up. He's going to show up for humanity through you. And so Jonathan, he would have pondered on the promises of God, of the promises that were to come. Do you know the promises that are to come? There are promises in the Word of God for the people of God that are still yet to happen. He would have considered, no, God would not forsake Israel. He has not forsaken us. Yes, the odds are against us, but my God is greater than the odds. And so he would have recalled Scripture and he would have recalled those events and he would have said, Yep, God, I know that you've said that five shall slay 100 and that 100 shall put 10,000 to flight. You've told us that the enemy shall fall by the sword before you. And Jonathan began to dream and he fit himself into the vision of what God could do. And I'm going to say to you today, Vive Church, that as the vision comes forth, you're going to have to fit yourself into the vision. How am I going to be a part of this? God, I can see how you can use me here. I'm going to put my heart and my soul into this vision. And so in the early days of our church, I can remember vision casting. And it's like we were generating and stirring up belief. And you know, many times when you read the Bible, the, the only reason that God couldn't move was because the people didn't believe. Right, And so Jesus couldn't do miracles in His own hometown because of the unbelief. But I don't think that unbelief is the issue for Vive Church today. I think that there's belief in this house. In fact, for eight years, we have executed on every single vision that we have seen. And if you thought that 2020 was like a throwaway year, was like a year where we could, you know, under deliver on the vision, you are sorely mistaken because our God is not limited and we have far exceeded on every element of the vision, eight years strong. And we cannot wait to celebrate that with you this week. But let me tell you, unbelief is not the, the battle for us this year. I think that the battle for us this year is that somebody else will do it. 
Because as we cast the vision across the globe, as we cast the vision out to multiple campuses, as we cast the vision into many hands, the grave, you know, thing that we could fall into is that somebody else will do it. Somebody else will carry it and somebody else will be a part of it. But I don't want you to miss the fact that God is calling you. You're sitting here under the sound of my voice or you're listening online because God wants you to be a part of the miracle. God wants to fit you into the plans that He has for this house. He wants you to participate in the vision. And so He's looking for a heart and soul attachment from you. And the Bible, man, the Bible talks about so many images of togetherness. You know, Paul talks about the body and Pastor Adam talked about that just before. The body, we are so much more effective together with all our unique giftings, with all our unique abilities and God knits us all together for greater effect. Let me tell you this, if one man falls, then another man can pick him up. That's the power of together. If we're contacting you online, Tell us where you are, if you need picking up, if you need somebody, we are here for you. We're reaching out to you. But that's why we're holding services so we can lift each other up. Oh, let me tell you, Jonathan and his armour bearer, they are a picture for us, not just of what two can do, but they are a picture of the power of agreement. I'm gonna tell you the power of agreement has a sound. It has a sound. And the world has a sound right now. You can hear the sound of the world. If you pick up your phone and you get on social media, you can hear the sound of the world. If you pick up the TV, well, you can't pick up the TV, not generally. You pick up the remote and you turn on the TV and you can hear the sound of the world. You can put on the radio and you can turn up the sound of the world. You can go to a cafe and you can generally hear the sound of the world. And You know, Romans chapter 8, verse 18. I want to read this to you because I think it's such a profound Scripture for today. It says, present suffering and future glory. And it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. The world is waiting for us. It is waiting for the children of God to begin to stand up. And it says in verse 22, we know that the world, the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. There is an ache, there is a pain, there is a cry, there is a sound that the world is making. It is the sound that is coming forth and it sounds like conflict and it sounds like distortion and it sounds like confusion and it sounds like distraction and reaction and opinion and division and divisions because we got one vision over here and another vision over here. But Scripture... Scripture tells us, the church, to break into the scene on a new level. It tells us that we are to have a new sound, that we don't need to sound like the world, that we don't need to talk like the world, that we don't need to behave like the world, but that we have a mandate for a new sound. Let me tell you what that sound is. That is the sound of agreement. 
That is the John 13, 35 kind of agreement. By, all, by this all men will know, all men will know, the whole world will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It's never been easier to stand out as a Christian these days than to have agreement, to have agreement. Do you know what agreement sounds like? Amen. Amen. It sounds like, yes, let it be so. It sounds like I've got your back. It sounds like you're not alone. It sounds like if you're gonna climb up that hill, I'm gonna climb up that hill with you. You don't have to go alone. I'm with you. Don't worry about the people that are behind you. I got your back. I'm gonna be slaying them while you knock them down. I'm gonna take them out. You know, there's this beautiful sound of together. And Jonathan, he goes on this mission, but he leaves without speaking to his father because there's no agreement. You can be in the same house and there's no agreement. You could be under the same vision and there'd be no agreement. And so there's, there's no togetherness. There's no conversation. There's no correspondence because his father had allowed there to be these conversations in the camp. He'd allowed complaint. He'd allowed confusion. He'd allowed there to be opinion and critiquing and disagreement and people retreating in holes and hiding away. But the sound of disagreement was hindering them from moving forward. And so Jonathan, he looks at his armour bearer because he's looking for somebody to agree with him. Will you agree with me? And he says, yeah, heart and soul, I'm with you. I got your back. Uh, we're gonna go take this. And so Vive Church, I would say to you that we have an opportunity next week to recognise and utilise the power of togetherness. Romans 14, I wanna read this to you in the message version. It says in verse 19, so let's agree to use all our energy. Say all your energy, not half your energy, all your energy to get in getting along with each other. Oh my gosh, how amazing. That means you don't have energy, any energy to fight or critique or whinge or whine or complain or, you know, none of that because all your energy is in getting along with each other. You gotta help each other's with encouraging words. Don't drag them down by fault finding. You're certainly not going to permit an argument over what is served or not served at supper to wreck God's work among you, are you? Drop the mic. I know, the Bible preaches itself. You don't even have to be a good preacher. It just preaches itself. Can we look at ourselves, Vibe Church? Can we just examine our hearts for a second? What is the sound that we are emitting from our lives? What's the sound? Is it the sound of agreement? Because we, as the people of God, we have the sound of encouragement on our lips. We have the sound of joy. We have the sound of faith. We have the sound of love. And it takes a whole lot of energy to love some of y'all. Not that true, because you're amazing. Hope is on our lips. Ultimately, every conversation you have, every coffee date you have, every dinner date you have, every conversation you have of your on your couch, every conversation you have while you're in the covering of the roof of the church, if this, you know, wherever, whatever, you're the church. Okay, so, so this is why I'm saying this, conversation matters. And so, there's a sound of agreement and then we move together. The sound, uh, the agreement moves as one. Okay, and so we've got Jonathan 
and he says to his armour bearer, come up with me, come up with me. What an invitation, an invitation to follow. Would you come up with me? An invitation to give your life to the vision. Come up with me. You get to be a part of this. You know, in military terms, there's so much effectiveness in agreement. I don't know, there's a few people here in the military and maybe you can help me out, but agreement, it's, it's in every aspect of mobilising a military army. Have you ever thought about it? You know why the army marches in sync? You know, why do they, why do they march in time? Why do they get the left, 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 right, left? I don't know, maybe you can help me. Can you help me today? Get your left, 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 right, left. No, use your feet. Yes, there, there you go. So, okay, up at the back too, please. Come on. Yes, yeah, see, Pastor Julie, I see you out there. Okay, now you're you're a really sloppy army. I'm just gonna say this. We need some work. This is the right message for us today. Okay. There's a sink. And do you know why there's a sink? You know why there's a time? There's a time so that we can be in step with our God. We can be in step with our general. We can be in step with each other. Nobody's gonna be left behind. Galatians 5.25 says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I need you to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. I need you to keep in step with our God because God is moving. He's not sitting. God's always moving even when you can't see Him moving. The glory is moving. And if you wanna be where the glory is, then you better get up and you better start moving and following where the glory is going. You don't wanna be step out. You don't wanna be left behind. You don't wanna fall out. You wanna be in agreement with what we are doing and moving together. And so why don't you stand to your feet, Vibe Church? Because next week, next week, this week, it's this week already. This Sunday's the first day of the week. We get a choice and you get to stretch again. You get to believe again. You get to get moving again if you've been stuck. That's okay. You just gotta get your left right again. Just get one foot in front of the other and just start moving again. Get your pen out and start writing again. Don't stop believing because you haven't seen it yet. Don't get discouraged because somebody else has received their promise and you haven't received yours yet. Get after glory, stand up and get moving and get in position and get ready to receive the vision because God is gonna move us together. So you got a choice. You got a choice to be like the armour bearer and say, let's go, I'm coming. The glory is gonna be had and I'm gonna be a part of it. Or you can be like Saul and you can stay behind, but the choice is yours. We all get to make that choice this week. The choice to say, God, I'm agreeing with You for the miraculous. I'm agreeing with You that You're gonna bring about that miracle baby. I'm gonna agree with You that You're gonna bring about that spouse. I'm gonna agree with You in all that You're gonna do for our city and all that You're gonna do for the hearts of humanity. I'm gonna get into agreement with the body of Christ. I'm gonna get into agreement with Your Word. I'm gonna get into agreement with Your promises and I am gonna show up and I'm gonna give some action to see it come to pass. Hey there, it's Imani here again. What a great word from Pastor Kira. We get to recognize and utilize the power of togetherness by partnering in agreement. If this message blessed you, we wanna encourage you to consider sharing it with someone you know so it can bless them too. This week, we are getting ready for our annual vision gala where Pastor Adam reveals the vision and direction for the coming year. If you call Vive Church home, check out vivechurch.org for the information on our global digital vision gala. 
We'd love to hear from you. We know that nothing can stop the church. Nothing can stop God from moving across the world. And we want to hear how he is moving in your life. Email mystory at vibechurch.org. Last reminder, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a message.